Hello, everyone. My name is Brendan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And welcome to Page Turners They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. All right. Today we are going to conclude our celebration week for the 40th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back. Today is Friday, the day that we talk about the Force. So we are going to talk about the Force powers introduced to us in The Empire Strikes Back that were not seen in the original movie. And there are quite a few. So let's begin. The first one, and probably one of the more most used ones in the movie, is the power of telekinesis. We never saw anyone lift objects in the original film with the Force. Uh, you could argue that when Darth Vader choked Admiral Multi, that that was a telekinesis of sorts. In basically using the force to squeeze the guy's neck or to squeeze his windpipe. But you could, that's arguable. In The Empire Strikes Back, Within the first, I don't know, 10 minutes of the movie, we see telekinesis. When Luke Skywalker pulls the lightsaber out of the snow to himself. And uses it to free himself from the Wampa Cave. And escape after cutting off the creature's arm. Now, this is not a force power that we saw Luke learn. But he learned it sometime in between the events of the original film and The Empire Strikes Back, which is never specified on screen how much time that's been. But according to other canon materials, it was three years. So we see Luke first reaches for the saber, and nothing happens. He has to quiet his mind, calm himself, and you hear that swell of the Force theme music. And at first, the lightsaber kind of moves a little, and then it pops out into his hand. And there we go, our first view of telekinesis. Later, we see telekinesis being used during Luke's training on Dagobah, Dagobah as he is lifting stones and rocks and lifting R2-D2 even. <laughs> Uh, and things like that. So, 
And with Yoda on his foot for some reason. So yeah, we see a bit of telekinesis there. Lifting rocks, by the way, which later comes into play in The Last Jedi. And then, of course, we see Yoda's magnificent use of the Force to lift Luke's X-Wing out of the swamp. Not a matter of training or power, but a matter of um, believing. Later, we see Darth Vader using telekinesis to throw objects at Luke in Cloud City during their confrontation. Doing it fairly effortlessly, it seems. So telekinesis was something that we got to see in The Empire Strikes Back, which we did not see in the original film. Okay, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll discuss three other new Force powers. See you in a moment. And that was the word about our sponsor. Okay. All right, the next thing, Force Ghosts. Ah, yes. Yes, now we did hear the disembodied voice of Obi-Wan speaking to Luke in uh, the original film. And so that gave us the sense that Jedi do exist beyond death. Now, when Obi-Wan disappeared, when Vader struck him down, we were not really, had never seen such a thing in the original film. And so I wonder how many people at the time were confused and thinking that Obi-Wan had transported himself somewhere. Maybe, I don't know. That's an interesting thought. But nonetheless, we did hear the disembodied voice of Obi-Wan giving us a sense that he was in... in, that his death, even death didn't stop him. But in The Empire Strikes Back, it takes us a step further and we see Obi-Wan's spirit. We see his ghost as it speaks to Luke on Hoth giving Luke his quest to go to Dagobah and find Yoda. Later, Obi-Wan appears again on Dagobah as a ghost. He, you know, appears in a disembodied voice a little bit, and then appears as a ghost as Luke is about to leave in his X-Wing. And gives Luke some advice and counsels him. You know, and tries to warn him that going to fight Vader is a bad idea. And Luke doesn't listen. And we know what happens. So there's more Force, so force Ghosts, a new power. Also, 
one that I completely forgot until we started recording. Force jump. We see Luke use force jump to escape the carbonite chamber. Vader knocks him into the freezing unit. And Luke force jumps out of it. And Vader's like, perhaps you're not as strong as the Emperor thought. And then he realizes that Luke had escaped the pit and went impressive. Most impressive. You know, so force jump, a skill that we see, which later appears in, uh, to a degree, I think, in Return of the Jedi, but particularly in The Phantom Menace. Well, particularly the sequels, particularly. Oh, sorry. In the prequels, I should say. Sorry, so many, so many movies now, it's hard to keep track. The sequel, the prequel trilogy, is where we see Force Jump being used extensively. Okay, so that's a minor one, because we only see Force Jump just the one time in Empire Strikes Back. And the last one I wish to discuss is Force Communication. Luke reaches out in the Force when he's dangling under Cloud City, reaches out and communicates with Leia. Now, we had seen, you know, as I said, Obi-Wan's spirit communing with Luke in the original film. We had seen that Vader sensed Obi-Wan's presence in the original film. We had seen, you know, that used to uh, feelings through the Force and Luke's seeing Cloud City and all those things. But forced communication was something we had not seen. And this, of course, also gives us our first hint that Leia might be more sensitive. But the rules of Star Wars were not fully defined at that point, so we didn't really know if, if that means that force users could communicate with non-force users. But looking at it through the lens of the entire saga... To me, it's the first hint that Leia is for sensitive. So we get that. And being able to communicate. Uh, and Leia being able to know exactly where Luke is. Which is kind of interesting. Um, whether he told her that or whether she just knew through his force sense. And so they're able to rescue Luke because of that. And as the Millennium Falcon is fleeing Cloud City and fleeing from the Super Star Destroyer, Vader and Luke are actually able to have a communication. Similar to what is later seen in the sequels, with Ray and Ben being able to communicate over long distance. You know, Vader says Luke's son and looks like father, you know. They can hear each other and they can kind of talk to each other. 
And that's a power that we never saw until that point. So the Empire Strikes Back expands very much on the Force powers presented in Star Wars. Which, like so many things in the Empire Strikes Back, have become staples of the Star Wars universe. So the Force powers or Force abilities that we saw telekinesis, Force ghosts, Force jump, and Force communication have stayed with us through the remainder of the Star Wars saga and have become extremely important. There is so much that the Empire Strikes Back introduced that added to the mix of Star Wars in such a profound way. So those are my thoughts on the Force and the Empire Strikes Back. Okay, my friends, that brings us to the end of our... Oh, did I say the Force Awakens? <laughs> the Force and the Empire Strikes Back. I can't remember if I said the right word. But that brings us to the end of our Empire Strikes Back celebration week. Happy 40th anniversary to this most most important Star Wars film. My name is Brendan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And thank you for tuning in. The Fates Turners, they were not my Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you.